Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Good morning. Welcome to Focus Fox Valley. This is Nancy Mickey. I am guest hosting this morning and I welcome all of you on this beautiful Monday. We're we're talking about what a nice weekend we had and this beautiful weather is continuing so we need to enjoy it and we hope that you enjoy our your your time with us on Focus Fox Valley where we bring you informative fun and community-centered conversations that are all about emphasizing the people organizations causes and ideas that help the Fox Valley to thrive so pull up a seat and join us we're set for a wonderful show today. And first of all, we want to thank Sturdivant & Associates because they sponsor this 11 a.m. hour. And they're located at 500 North Commercial Street in Nina at the Old Train Station Depot. You can give them a call at 920-969-1956. And remember, they are experts on Medicare, Medicaid, and free advice. You can call Carl and Eric. They would be happy to help you. So we're in the Meyer Construction Studio this morning, and joining me is Dan Tross from Ranger Services. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Great to have you here. It's great to be here. It's it's springtime, and I got I got to hope we're done with freezing temperatures, and things are flowering like crazy out there. So um, it's a very very beautiful, vibrant time of the year. It sure is. I'm hoping we're done with freezing temperatures too, because I put in all my bedding plants over the weekend. The uh, the changes we've had um, over the, the many years I've done this, we used to have the last freeze used to be listed around May 20th. But I think everybody can remember sometime doing something on Memorial Day weekend and going camping or somewhere where we still had a you know 30-degree night. And uh, I think we're done this year, okay? But uh, I don't really get to control the weather, so yeah. we'll we'll see what we get. I think I think we are too. I remember Steve Balon giving kind of his long range mm-hmm. forecast and saying that he thought we were we were we were going to be safe and that it was safe to plant. But I know uh, I know other people are sometimes a little bit more cautious. Um, it, it's moved up to now. I think the average is like May sixteenth of, of our last freeze freeze at night, but. You know, averages are all based in the high and the low and coming together. Yeah. So, um, and I threw some seeds out the first part of May feeling bold. So, um, so far, so good. Yeah. So they're, they're all looking good. Everything yeah. that we planted looks good. So hopefully, hopefully that is the case. And we've got a beautiful week coming up too. So as you said, it's spring and uh, I think everybody's feeling excited about the fact that there's blue sky and some warm temperatures. And uh, what are the things that we should be looking forward to? Well, first I want to point out, and I I keep these weather records, all right? And my weather records are based off what plants are doing. So when I first start getting leaves, when things start to flower, sometimes I write down when I see my first robin, things like that. And what I'm looking for are patterns. And I didn't go back and look at all of them, but I did look at some of them, and I do not recall, or can I see, a year where flowering crab apples were as vibrant and stunning as they are this year. It is, it is one for the ages. And the thing that is making them so remarkable, knock on wood on this, is the flowers have stayed on a long time. And typically, when the flowering crab apples come out at their peak, we always seem to get a thunderstorm in there. And it be, you know, the wind and the rain, and, and, and it shortens up the flowers. And we haven't had that. Uh, we've had some light rains, which are you know not a big deal, but the uh, the season has been so perfect. And if you remember back in April, April we had that one really nice warm yes. week, and then the rest of April was cold and wet and miserable, and we had some freezing temperatures. And I was afraid that the flowering might be affected, and it hadn't progressed far enough, so there's no problem with that. And we just have this incredibly vibrant 
some of the flying crab apples started around right before Mother's Day, and they're still flowering. And here we're coming into you know the Star Memorial Day weekend. Um, oftentimes, if you can get ten days, you feel pretty good, and yeah. they're just everywhere. I've gone in the in the valley um, from Fond du Lac on up to Green Bay. It's just they're flowering remarkably. I've I've noticed it too. It's just been such a, a beautiful year, and my husband and I were in the car the other day, and he said, "Just look at them. Just look at them. Just look at the street. You know, it's it." They're just beautiful, and I don't have any, and I, it's really make me feel like, boy, I'd really love a crab apple tree and, somewhere. And this is when people uh, see them, and they go, oh, I got to get one next year or something. And then by the middle of summer, we forget you know, how, how they looked with the flowers. But this year, I think, I'm hoping people are taking pictures because I've been doing this a long time, and I've never seen a year flowering like this. This is this is one to be taking pictures of. So, well, I, I'm, I'm going to do it, I think. I'm going to make myself a note. And I keep a little diary, too, of, of things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we record, you know, when we see the first pelicans, when the Orioles come back, when we see the um, uh, the hummingbirds. Um, we live on Lake Winnebago, so when the lake opens up. And the last three years, we had Orioles on May 3rd, three years in a row. Three years in a row. Okay. How about your hummingbirds? They came about a week later. Yep. Yep. And they, each year that we have them, more and more and more often. So that's great. I have myself in my own yard. Is We got a couple of hummingbirds. We have uh, orioles coming in. The cardinals, it's an it's a increase in songbirds, um, which, which is very nice to see. Yeah, it's wonderful. So it's, it's a great place to live in the spring, especially when we get this beautiful weather. And just a reminder to all of our listeners, if you have a question for Dan this morning, you can give us a call on the Settlers Bank phone line, and that number is 920-281-1150. So don't forget, if you have a question, feel free to either call us or text. Uh, Zach is running the boards, and those texts that come, come in, he keeps track of those and, and gives those to us too. So either way would be wonderful. So um, we will take a break right now, but uh, please do stay with us here on Focus Fox Valley. We'll be back after these messages on WHBY Radio. And welcome back to Focus Fox Valley. Nancy Mickey this morning, uh, guest hosting for Haley Tempass. We're in the Myron Construction Studio. And joining me is Dan Tross from Ranger Services. And just a reminder, if you'd like to give us a call, if you have any questions, our Settlers Bank phone and text line is 920-281-1150. And we're talking, we're talking spring and what a beautiful time it is right now and things that we should be aware of, that we should be, that we should be doing or not doing. And, and Dan's got things on his mind to share. Uh, planting. This is a wonderful time to be planting trees and shrubs, uh, perennials, putting in lawn, whatever it is. Um, the nurseries, the garden centers have got their stock in. Things are probably the best looking now because so many are flowering. And if a person doesn't know what they want, I say go window shopping. Go out to one of our garden centers in the Fox Valley. We have some great ones. Um, and just walk around, take a look at, at what we have, the retail nurseries, and uh, <clears throat> see what trips your trigger. What 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 do you see that, that you really like and you can put in your yard? And uh, you don't have to go with "I want this." You can go and take a look. And this is just a phenomenal time to put something in the ground. And when we plant, <clears throat> we're not planting for this year. Excuse me. We're planting for years ahead. We're planting for generations. And when you look at something going, wow, I'm going to plant this, and then have a child help you plant it, all right? Teach that and spread that and getting something in the ground. We lose way too many trees um, than we plant. And the number used to be uh, eight lost for everyone we planted in Ooh, our urban that residential. Many? Yes, because when you take a look at a wooded lot, how many yeah. trees get cut down when it gets developed and we still lose and we are losing tree ash trees in particular to the emerald ash borer throughout the entire Fox Valley um, and we can start replanting. 
we need to, we can start it's a renewable resource and you can put something in the ground that's actually could be here 100 years from now you know and, and that's a legacy something you can come back and look at many years later and say i planted that uh something a, a child can go i helped plant that and it's a ongoing benefit that we can do and this is the great time to do it uh, yeah. people have sales they, they put a tree in the ground and typically what i hear is i oh i wanted to plant one of those or i was going to plant one of those and you know how busy life is we don't get around to it um this is this is the time to make that commitment and get something into the ground yeah um, i remember yeah. when we first moved to appleton and uh the house that we bought was very nice but we felt that it needed a tree in, in the corner, we, we had a corner lot and we, we bought a tree and it wasn't that big. And now we drive by, we don't live there anymore, but we drive by and it's this big, beautiful, majestic tree. And I think every time we see it, we're, we're, we've got that little like, oh, we're so happy we planted that tree. And we never dreamed that it would be this big. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it doesn't seem like it was all that long ago. It was a while back, but still, it, it just doesn't seem like it, it would have happened that quickly and all the values and benefits that that tree have they're increasing and that was your act you know there's there's an expression the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago the next best time is today and uh going back the tree just continues to grow and its values and the benefits that that it gives to the community and that's really cool you can go back and see it yeah it is it is i the uh, I mentioned on the emerald ash borer, mm-hmm. and we are, I think, the heaviest heaviest infested spot in the state right now. It's nothing special about the Fox Valley. It's that the whole southeast part of Wisconsin, the ash have died already. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay. Um, they're either controlled, people are controlling it, or, they, or they've died, and we're probably going to have our peak the end of this year. Um, there's not a lot of ash that are not showing signs and symptoms of the insect. Um, a lot of the ash that are treated are showing some signs and symptoms because our population is so high. But if you've been treating, there are some cases even with the population as high as the treated, the treated trees are struggling or in some cases have died. But the, uh, uh, the insect is here. Your, your tree is not going to be skipped over. Um, and we have to start looking at what are we going to do to replace some of the trees we're losing, uh, removing the, the dangerous ones, you know, for safety hazards. And uh, if you want to keep your ash tree and you've been treating it to continue the, the treatment on it. Yeah. You know, you'll go by different areas and you'll see seven, eight, nine trees taken down and you just pr- pretty much figure, well, that's the reason that it's yeah. emerald ash borer. Yeah. There was a, uh, some research done. And they wanted to do a research on how the climate, trees affect the climate and people's heating and cooling bills. But for that to happen, they had to see an area that had trees and then get an area that didn't have trees. And the researchers were looking for an area where an ice storm might come through. Well, instead it was emerald ash borer and they went in some of the communities, I believe it was in Ohio and Indiana, that were heavily planted in ash and they lost all the trees. And that's where they did the research and finding out that the benefits of the trees up to 10, 15, even 20% on your heating and cooling bills, um, reducing them. and uh, But they had to have that devastation of losing all the trees to, to do the research. Yeah, and it just, it, it, it's just such a sad look after you've had trees there and then they're gone. It's just, it's, just changes that landscape and changes the way you feel about that that area. Well, and it has even a, a bigger impact. And I believe it was in Ohio where they started recognizing that people with respiratory problems and asthmas and, and things like that in the past, it got way worse uh, when they lost all the ash trees to the emerald ash borer. In some cases, they actually saw human uh, mortality go up in some neighborhoods because all the trees were lost. And it, it showing going to the uh, what trees do to their air quality and uh, um, the essential part that you know they play in our in our lives um, however what I call the phoenix factor rising from the ashes okay um, we have opportunities to replant and the nursery growers are planting all kinds of different species of trees that we can plant so that we don't 
overplant the same species again. Um, we did it with the elm trees and we did it with the ash trees. So hopefully for the third try, we can, uh, as an industry, be more successful in what we're putting in the ground. So very important to diversify. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you think of a woods, you know, a forest has lots of different species of trees. And in essence, we're living in a community or an urban forest um, in our yards and in our cities and our parks. And that diversifying is, is really critical for that, to have a good, healthy urban forest. And there's so many beautiful trees. There's so many, as you say, there's so many great choices when we think about the crab apples and the maples and, you know, all the beautiful trees there are out there. Uh, sometimes in the Fox Valley... We struggle getting oak trees to thrive because our soil has such a high pH, which comes with our clay soils, all right? There's an oak tree called the chinkapin oak, which is a native Wisconsin oak that loves the higher pH. It can grow in a higher pH. So that's a perfect tree. Uh, Plus, chinkapin is just a fun word to say. (laughs) Um, It's it's an oak that'll do really well. And... uh, you know, there's, we have to take a look. We call the best tree for the best site and take a look at these things, and that helps with the diversifying. So do you recommend soil testing when you think about what tree you would be planting? Well, um, s- soil testing doesn't tell us a whole lot as much as soil analysis does, and the soil mm-hmm. analysis is really hard to get. Uh, we don't have... Uh, places in Wisconsin to get that. But the knowing a little bit about your soil and also knowing a little bit about the tree. Like uh, the native red maple is a stunning tree, but it needs a low pH. So we get over by Wapaka and Stevens Point, the tree thrives. You get it over here and it stays sickly yellow all the time because it just can't handle our clays. So kind of knowing more about the tree and then seeing if it matches up to what we have. I always see something where somebody has a water-loving tree in a dry spot and a dry tree in a wet spot. And one of the greatest resources, and it's the first tree book I ever had, the Golden Book of Trees. You remember the Golden Book yes, series? Yeah, I the, remember Golden the Golden Book of Books. Trees says where a tree wants to grow. It says what its native habitat is. And if we can match a tree up to where it wants to grow in the same, similar, as close as we can to the similar site as where it would grow on its own, we start getting the trees to thrive, not just survive. If we take something that wants to grow in an understory in the woods, we can't stick it out in the full western sun because it's going to be screaming, going, what are you doing to me? It might survive, but it's not going to thrive. So... Matching the tree up to the site, we don't typically have soil deficiencies in the Fox Valley unless something really strange has happened to the site. So the nutrient levels are fine. Our pH is high, so we don't want something that needs a low, real low pH, and that's the measure of how acidic the soil is. And uh, we need to try to recreate. You know, I always tell people river birch, the name is river birch. Not front yard, full sun, bluegrass sod birch. It's river birch. It likes a little cooler environment, partial sun, and river birch is a sensitive tree because it's not native to this side of Wisconsin. So we have to make sure we put it in the site. And we have some grand river birch. and We have some that are struggling because we're just off site. So, so finding the right spot for the right tree is it. what we need to do. That's it. So we, we need to take a break right now, but we'll be back with more Focus Fox Valley on the other side. So stay with us here on WHBY Radio. Welcome back to Focus Fox Valley. Nancy Mickey at the mic. We're in the Myron Construction Studio, and Dan Trass is joining me this morning from Ranger Services. And we did have a text that came in on our text line, and it's from our very own Haley Tenpass. And she had a question, and not only did she have a question, but she sent pictures. So Dan has looked at those pictures, and Dan, you go ahead and, and answer Haley with uh, her question. Okay. Um be patient, Haley. Uh, your pictures are pictures of Wygelia, uh, which is a beautiful flowering shrub, and they get a very trumpet-shaped uh, leaf in different shades of red and pink. 
And Wygelias can be a little sensitive uh, to our winters sometimes, and they're a later leafer. Now, the picture you showed that yours is kind of leafing sporadically, and there are a few of them there. They're, they're really likely to come around. Uh, they, they leaf slow, and if they have a cooler spring and maybe one of the frosts in April slowed it up a little bit, it'll recover. And uh, I think you're going to be okay. In about another month, uh, see if you see any little bare dead twigs. You can snip them out, but I, I think they're going to be okay. It's just the nature of, the, nature of that shrub uh, is a later leafer, and uh, it, it hasn't had the, the jump start that some of the other things we've had. Um, anytime Wygelia can be a little sensitive coming through winter, they look the way the way yours the, the way the Haley's do. So um, I think it'll be okay. Okay, and it's the patience. Of, come on, keep growing. And uh, yeah, she's in a new a house, so a lot of the things she's seeing, she's seeing for the first yeah, year. Yeah, she's inheriting. So yeah, you she's can't. inheriting, so she doesn't uh, maybe uh, she didn't plant those. Right, and so she doesn't know maybe they've done that every spring or how how they look, but uh, they look to be of a size that they'll be okay because they they had to be okay to get to be that size. So um, I think it'll be good. It's going to flower good, um, and just snip out anything that's bare in about another month. There you go. So there's your answer, Haley. They're going to be fine, and they are really pretty shrub when they get those when they get those red and pink flowers yes, on they it. They, they're very, very pretty. Yeah. So be like Haley and don't be shy and uh, go ahead and you can give us a call on the Settlers Bank text line or phone line at 920-281-1150. We're always happy to hear from you. And that was a big question for a lot of people with the fact that when it first got warm middle to early May, people were expecting, all right, everything should be back to being green. And it just really didn't take off now over the last five days, it seems. If you haven't seen leaves on a lot of plants and shrubs and even trees, there's a lot of leaves now. That's a really good point because a couple things dictate how our plants wake up. And one of them is the soil temperature. So if we have a day where it's 70 during the day, but it's 30 at night, we're not really gaining. The soil warms up, the soil cools down. And we had a long string of some cold nights um i walk every night and even a week ago i think i still had some winter coats on um, because of the temperatures at night and so the soil temperature is really critical the other thing is if it's cold and it rains which we had plenty of that in april now we have cold wet soil all right and the plants need the warmth to, to grow up the amount of daylight we have also can spread uh, speed up uh, spring and we had a lot of overcast through april now it was daylight but it wasn't growing sun growing conditions so um and now you know i call it the wisconsin cabin fever we go through this winter and all of a sudden say like, oh it's warm why is my yard growing why is where's the flowers what's wrong it's like it's still may and uh you know june 21st is the first day of summer so we, we're a little bit ahead of schedule on how things are, um, mostly coming that that April warmth that one week. But things are going to really start popping, really start growing. And, uh, you know, once we get past Memorial Day and we start enjoying summer activities, it's like the yard doesn't get looked at often as much. But it's going to be there. We're going to have the color, the growth, and uh, um, we're getting a little bit, dry we haven't had a rain for a little bit but it's not a dangerous point or anything uh if we have somebody if your somebody has something that is new you're gonna make sure they're watering that a, a new plant but um other than that things are going to be continue to look beautiful that's great that's great and i think i think as you said here in Wisconsin, we've got kind of that short summer season, and so once it hits, we just, we just want it to be green. We want things to be blooming. We want things to be perfect right away. Well, and we get, you know, the first warmer day, people will be out with a rake, raking the daylights out of their lawn sometimes, um, trying to, because we got to get outside and do something. We've been cooped up so long. Oh, we have a caller on the Southern Bank phone lines. We have Maureen on the line. Good after, Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Um, I'm replacing some ash trees. Okay. And one of them, I'm looking for a shade tree for the backyard. I did put in one um, maple tree. But okay. what can you tell me about the tulip tree? Okay. Someone mentioned how beautiful a tulip tree is. <sighs> tulip trees are remarkable trees. They, 
get this giant tulip-type flower. However, in Wisconsin, we don't flower as well as they do uh, more on the East Coast. So um, I've seen some grow fast. Um, I have planted some that have grown really fast. They don't flower till they're a little bit older, maybe about 10 or 15 years. There's one at the Payne Arts Center, which is a phenomenal tree. That's probably the best one I know in the Fox Valley. I know of some people, they've planted them out in the open, and they don't have any kind of protection. Uh, they can struggle a little bit, too. But it's a very straight tree. Uh, they do not get to be giant like they do on the East Coast. I mean, they, they can be 100-foot-tall trees out there. They don't get that size here. Um, but it's, it's worth a try. It's, it's, uh, it doesn't take much maintenance on them either. Uh, they grow very straight and have a, a real upright shape. And if you can get one of the flower, it's pretty incredible. Okay, and one more question. What about elm trees now? Ah, you know, we got so programmed to stay away from elms. We can get a disease-resistant American elm now in, in the, the nursery industry. They, they've been growing it actually for over 20 years, um, and it's the true American elm. It's just resistant to the Dutch elm disease, and it would be it's a phenomenal tree. They grow rapidly, um, and what you want to ask for is disease-resistant American elm. And there's a number of varieties. Okay. All right. And okay, great. It's, yeah, it's we can we can replant the American elm tree, um, and which are so much, in my opinion, nicer trees than some of the hybrid elms. They came out with hybrid elms that were resistant to the disease, but they didn't look as good. And the American elm you can get, is, they're 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 awesome. They're just awesome, awesome trees. Oh, great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for your call. We appreciate it. <clears throat> and we do have a text message uh, question. Uh, I had an ash tree that we replaced a couple of years ago now. We cut it down, had the stump grounded out, and had a concrete curb around that area. We like to plant a tree in that same area, but the small tree we planted there has struggled for about five years now and is being removed as too many branches have died off this year. Any suggestions? Um, if you have the stump grindings in the hole it's going to be tough for the tree to get established. And that's kind of the genetics because nature made the root system of the tree the last part to decompose because if it was the first part, trees would fall over. So that part that goes into the ground. So even though stump is out, there may still be grindings in there. So you need to kind of pull that out and put in some fresh soil um, to get your tree established. And then because that's where the old tree was, you can't go with a giant, really large tree to go into that site. Um, it has to adjust a little bit. And I'm not talking a two-foot-tall tree, but the diameter of the trunk should probably be two inches and smaller, um, two and a half inches maybe and smaller. Um, but the soil probably needs to be freshened up to have more success with the tree. Great. Thank you for that answer. Thank you for the question. We appreciate that, too. And it, it is time for us to take a break right now, but stay with us here on Focus Fox Valley. We'll have more with Dan Tross after these messages here on Focus Fox Valley. Good morning. This is Focus Fox Valley. So happy that you are joining us this morning. And in studio is Dan Tross from Ranger Services. And we have a question that came in on our text line about someone looking for a weeping mulberry tree. And they said they're not being able to find one. Do you have any suggestions for them, Dan? Um, you're going to have to do some searching. I tried to find one a couple of years ago and I had a really tough time. And I cannot remember where I did find it eventually. But uh, I sat down at the phone and I started calling the local uh, retail garden centers and nurseries uh, to see if somebody had one. Um, and uh, they're not an overly popular uh, plant, so they don't carry many in stock. But uh, you will find one, I do believe. But it's going to take some legwork and calling around. Um, and I believe... I think the one I got, I did get locally. I did find it locally. Um, now, I don't remember if that was... Yeah, it might have been Van Zeeland's Nursery that had one a few years ago. Um, or it might have been Vanda High's. And, 
I guess you have to just do some calling and find out. Yeah. Um, some of our, and I do not want to forget anybody here, but some of our biggest selections are Van Zeelands, Van de Heys, Wolfrass, um, Schmaltzes. Those are some of the biggest selection we have. Uh, Steins also has a lot of plants. Um, and uh, for, forgive people I'm not thinking. Uh, Green Bay Nursery um, in Green Bay has got a lot of really unique plants um, that uh, sometimes you can find that you can't find other places. So um, uh, Lowney's is another one um, that has a lot of uh, interesting plants too. So those are all uh, some of the bigger places. And again, apologies for anybody I'm, I'm forgetting here. Um, to uh, try to find the weeping mulberry at. Yeah. So we were saying that is goes with the song, Here We Go Around the Mulberry that's Bush. That's what it is. That's the mulberry bush is. is the weeping mulberry. Yeah. And uh, that's what the monkey and weasel had their thing about. <laughs> so um, they're, 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 I like them. I think they're really cool, and uh, they make a great weeping plant. They get Some get really big and spread out, and it looks kind of like a sci-fi uh, kind of plant. Um I had a client whose uh, son used to go and hide under the tree. So he has pruned it up about a foot off the ground because then he could see his legs because he, he, <laughs> he didn't know where he was. So because um, they'll grow right down to the ground. They look like a giant umbrella with, with leaves. So um, It sounds really pretty. I can't, yeah. I can't visualize it. So I'll have to look it up after the show and see what it looks yeah. like. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, they can be really uh, um, focal points on a landscape. So, and I think that's what we're all looking for. I think, you know, we, we like the regular trees, but it's really nice to have something that's unique. There's like the a, lady that called in about wanting the tulip tree. Yeah, you know, we, yeah. I think quite often we're looking for something that's just a little unusual. There's uh, a couple of them that were up on the Fox Valley uh, Tech co- uh, Campus on the northwest corner. There were a couple of really large ones that were, uh, um, I haven't been up there in a couple of years to see if they're still there, but um, that were quite uh, quite good specimens of it so as i said those unique trees uh, and i'm i've got that on my list now to go to the pane and see if i can see the tulip tree yes. since you said that's a beautiful one to and, see and it's hidden oh you have to go in the entrance and it's immediately in the main entrance immediately to the left right out near the road and it's a little uh, protected area in there so they they have their gardens this spring have been just beautiful yes. they're tulips 10,000 tulips? I mean, really all the, unbelievable. Uh, uh, the, all the volunteer work they do, and uh, Sheila um, directs the plants down there and is a phenomenal uh, resource on uh, on gardens and, and perennials and things. So um, it was it was just stunning and still is at this point yeah you know. still still very beautiful it's one of those it's one of those gems that's not too far away from us when we're living right here exactly. in, in the fox cities area and we certainly uh here at whby cover a lot of things that are going on in oshkosh so it's 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 a 20 minute ride down the down the freeway it's, it's not very far at all well, and the other the other wonderful thing that the pain does it, it has such great diversity in plants but again, they have it spaced out, so you get spring color, late spring, summer, and they always have something going on that's definitely stunning looking, and uh, it's never it it never gets stagnant. They move gardens around; they have different selections, and it's a tremendous resource for the community for gardening and and to see plants uh, thriving. There's a uh, weeping catzura tree there, which is a very rare, uh, very rare tree, and uh, which is, I don't, I don't know of a more stunning one than that one. Okay, we have another caller on the line. Tammy is on the line. Tammy, you can go ahead with your question for Dan. Good morning. Actually, I don't have a question, but I do have a comment. Um, I just tuned in, and I heard something about a tulip tree. Um, we do have one, but they can take up to a minimum of 15 years before they actually start blooming the actual little flowers. Yeah. yeah. They don't bloom very quickly. They have to really get established. Yeah, they have to get really... We've had ours for about 18 years, and they just, within the last two years, started to finally bloom actual flowers. How... Uh, they do smell just like a tulip. Were they dense with the flowers? Did they get a lot of them? But I just wanted to let 
whoever was talking about maybe finding one that they're you know they're aware that they're not going to just start blooming every year. No, it, take, it does take them a long time to bloom, and it's really stunning when they do. Does yours get? Did you, has yours been getting a lot of flowers? Um, each year we get more and more. Yep. Yep, it's it's on the path of what it's supposed to do. Excellent. Uh, they kind of started out kind of slow. We get one or two, and yep. then I think last year we had about six flowers on, and then that was about it. But now this year we're waiting to see what we're going to get out of it this year. But yeah, it took a long time for it to yeah. bloom. Yeah. Well, it's a good, Very good. It was a good thing, Tammy, that you were patient. That was one of the things that Dan said. It's important to be patient. So you were very patient to uh, get those flowers on that tree. Thank you so much for calling in. You're welcome. Bye-bye. So, yeah, a great point when you say how important it is to be patient and to be planting for the next generation. Anybody who has ever planted or wants to plant something, we try to will stuff sometimes. Um. I have a yellow wood tree in my own yard, which isn't real common. And it's just doing great. And a few years ago, actually it was six years ago, it flowered and it was just incredible. And then it didn't flower again. And it flowered last year. And I was like, okay, why is this happening? And, and well, they flower every three years. Oh, <laughs> okay. there you go. <laughs> so a couple more years again before they flower. But um, And I was talking with the nursery grower who I'd gotten it from and together he's growing these and we're like really every three years this flowers yeah so it was was a learning thing for me and yellow woods were a tree that i I would see i had seen two in probably 20 years and uh they've become a little more cold hardy and i've been planting them now and uh it's a great uh great uh tree and something we can add to our diversity list Well, thank you so much again for joining us today. Great discussion. I learned a lot. I hope our listeners did too. Stay with us. After the news, we'll be back for our second hour with Amanda Chavez from Go Valley Kids. When I wake up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my eyes, Good afternoon. Welcome back to Focus Fox Valley. This is Nancy Mickey, and joining me in the Myron Construction Studio is Amanda Chavez from Go Valley Kids. And at the boards, Zach is keeping us, he's keeping us all together. So (laughs) we've had a busy, busy morning with people texting in and calling this morning, and we always encourage you to do that if you have questions um, or comments. We are happy to hear from you. The number at the Settlers Bank phone and text line is 920-281-1150. And Amanda has a list, a long list of fun summer things that you can do together as a family. But we thought we would start with the fact that you have a long list of things that people can do either for free or at a discount. So keeping it affordable for families. Yeah, now's the time of year, I think, where it's starting to feel like summer and we're getting out those calendars and writing out our summer bucket list items with the official kickoff with a Memorial Day weekend. And one of um, our favorite things to share is like that kind of best kept secret is you can get discounted tickets through your local credit union or the park and rec departments. So a couple that we know of, check with your credit union, but we know that Capital Credit Union offers discounted tickets to the Green Bay Rockers um, and the Timber Adlers for their members and the Milwaukee Zoo and Community First Credit Union also offers discounted tickets for the Milwaukee Zoo. So you save about the regular adult price is $16.75 and through the credit union that adult price is $11.25. So with a little saving you can save a lot on a family of four. You, you're right. And is that what you have, a family of four? <laughs> we <laughs> so, do. So the, the math goes in your brain real quickly as to what you're, you're saving with all four of you going. And then you can also get tickets through your park and rec department. With It's a cooperation through the Wisconsin Park and Recreation Association. They offer discounted tickets to um, various attractions through the state. They're typically sold May through August. Um, some of those include... 
tickets or discounted tickets for the Milwaukee County Zoo, the Army Ducks in Wisconsin Dells, the original Ducks, um, Noah's Ark, and um, Pirates Cove Adventure Gulf. So they're not they're not at all of the park and recs, but some of the local ones um, that we know that are participating are Brilliant, New London, De Pere, Fond du Lac, Fox Crossing. You can get those tickets from um, Green Bay, Kakana, Menasha, Oshkosh, and Sherwood. So quite a long list there of the ones where they're offering it. I, I love to go on the ducks. It's been a long time since I was on the ducks, but they were always a lot of fun. That's on our summer bucket list. I, I think it was in high school when we did it, so I've ne- we've never taken the kids. Um, those prices, the Wisconsin Duck Tour, the gate price is $36, and if you get them through the park and rec, they're 29 for adults and 15 So it's also a great money saver there for those. Um, Noah's Ark is also a great um, place to get those discounted tickets to in Mount Olympus. The Mount Olympus tickets are $35 almost at the gate, and you get them through the park and rec for 10 Wow, that's a big difference. That's a big difference. Yeah, it makes it a lot more affordable for a family to head to Wisconsin Dells to do some of those adventure things. That was always something that my family enjoyed when we talk about <clears throat> Noah's Ark. I have lots of, lots of fun memories of uh, them going to Noah's Ark. Another good place to check is if you're a AAA member. Sometimes they offer discounts on local theme parks and sporting events, um, and then they regularly like Groupon. And then one of our other favorite money-saving tricks in the Fox Valley is if you have a family to consider a um, family membership to the Building for Kids Children's Museum. So with that membership, a lot of people don't know about this. It's a membership for $160 for the year, but it includes um, reciprocal benefits to uh, museums across the state and the United States. So if you're looking for a summer road trip, it's a great thing to check to see if those museums are on that list. You get 50% off for at local participating children's museum and then free general admission to tons of science Um, museums across the state. So two of our favorites, um, and it would pay for that membership, is our Discovery World in Milwaukee. For admission for two adults and two kids, it's about $80. So that wouldn't be included with your family membership. Wow, that's a a great tip, Amanda. Yeah, and then another one in Milwaukee, too, is the Milwaukee Public Museum. That's about $84 for a family of four. So it pays for your membership. And it... um, to get out and explore in the summer. Wow, that's that's a that's a great that's a great tip. That it really is. And the Milwaukee Public Museum, we used to do that with the kids, and it would be like, uh, as you said, like kind of a bucket list, red letter day to go to Milwaukee and and do the museum. My kids just loved museums. Yeah, and when you're, it takes that pressure off a little bit. So I know our family when we go to those bigger museums. And you spend, I mean, almost $100, right, to go to them. We're, we're going to have fun. But if you're paid for it in a different way, right, you're like, I think it takes that pressure of having fun at that adventure a little bit different. Yeah. And, what, and you know, the, the other great thing is that with the Children's Museum here, you can be going all year and enjoying all the things. And they change the exhibits up. And there's always fun things going on there. They do such a phenomenal job. So... I would think, too, if you have that family membership, you'd think a lot more about going and making sure that you're getting your money's worth. Yeah, another great one if you're on one of our favorite road trips from the Fox Valley is to the Twin Cities, to Minneapolis. Um, For under five hours, right, you can get over there. And their science museum in St. Paul is phenomenal, and that's also included on that Oh, there you go. So... So you are a wise woman, and that and you're and that's great to share with everyone that just by getting the membership here in the Fox Cities, you can go to all those places, and it's included for your family. Yeah, so it's it, those are all fun places to check out, and they're really, I mean, the Milwaukee Public Museum, and even Discovery World are are great for all ages. Um, if you have younger kiddos or even teens and adults, it's still fun too. So, we've got great tips this afternoon from Amanda Chavez from Go Valley Kids as to how you can have a lot of fun this summer and do it at a discounted way um, and make sure that your family is really enjoying it and a little bit easier on the wallet. So we are going to take a break right now, but we'll be back with more of Focus Fox Valley after these messages. 
And welcome back to Focus Fox Valley. This morning, Amanda Chavez is joining me this afternoon. It is afternoon already. And she's from Go Valley Kids. And she is the, I always say, she's the mastermind behind Go Valley Kids. And we're talking about all the cool things that you can do this summer. And we're we're focusing a little bit on things that we can do that are a little less expensive because Amanda has this great list of discounted things or free things that you can do. And we, we went through quite a few, but there's still a lot on her list. And one of them is that the Wisconsin State Park has day passes that you can get through the library. Yeah, it's it's a program through the state of Wisconsin to make li- or to make the state parks more accessible. So if you are a you can check out a day pass with your library card. Um, so there's a complete list online, but we have the uh, closest ones to us are the Menasha Nina offer this program, uh, Oshkosh, Black Creek. Um, Hortonville, Kimberly, and the Seymour Library. So it's kind of a fun, if you don't have a state park pass, to try it out, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's a great way to great way to try it and see if it would be something that we want to invest in so that you're buying a, a, a yearly pass. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, unless you, it, those are good for all, so many state parks, right? And um, my mom always buys them for us for Christmas. But as long as we can find our sticker <laughs> when it's time to go. But that's a great investment, too, is just getting that annual pass then. Yes. If you yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, especially if you're a hiker mm-hmm. or if your kids are interested in nature. We're, we're so lucky to have so many great parks right around us. Yeah, and High Cliff is right there. And I think we talked about last time we were here, your favorite state park, I think, is that Kohler Andre in Sheboygan, which is is a fun park beach too, right? Yes, yes. And I think part of the reason it's it's such a good memory for me is we used to take family vacations there. And I said it's as close as you can get to being like you're on the coast with being at a, at an ocean. The way the waves come in, the sand dunes, it's just got that feel of being at the ocean, but you're just a couple hours from home, you know, and uh, so it's, it's just a, a nice quick trip to get there and such a beautiful scenic area. Yeah, another one that's on our list um, this summer is there. It's newer, right? The um, Peninsula State Park in Fish Creek has that new lookout walk-up tower that looks. The views are breathtaking and neat, and you don't have to do the stairs anymore. It's just that oh. inclination, which is also great for strollers or um, if you're if you're a little less, there it makes it more accessible. Yeah, that's great. It's it really is wonderful for people, as you said, little ones, older ones, all of us, uh, to have that be more accessible and another great park for camping or just going up for a day or two. Yeah, that's a fun one. Um, another thing we like to share with families um, is the kids bowl free for the summer. You can sign up for free and. Every day of the summer, your kids get two free games of bowling. And then there's an option to upgrade um, for your whole family. There are a little bit less options this year, but our nearest one is um, the Rolling Thunder Lanes. And Nina is participating. And then Green Bay has some lanes. And then Wally Seymour Bowl in Seymour. So that's a fun way to get out and bowl with the kids. Yeah, that's a, that is a fun thing. And I think most kids really like to bowl. Don't you remember? I remember having it in high school as a, you know, as an option in Fayette. It was like everybody's favorite when we got to go bowling. I think what I love about bowling is it's just so multi-generational. Like we'll go bowling with my dad. So grandpa will come and our family and the kids and everybody enjoys it. Yeah. And, and to have the free opportunity to bowl for free, even better. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Kids Dream Family Film Series is through the American Family Insurance at the Marcus Theaters, and um, you can get two free movie p- passes by printing out their pass. Um, we have that on our website. Um, it is every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's typically the first show. Um, so they have a lineup of family-friendly kids' movies from Shrek 2 to Lyle L. Crocodile, The Minions, um, uh, Super Pets. It's a great thing either for families or grandparents or even babysitters to take kiddos this summer. Or a rainy day. Yeah, for sure. Or a hot day, right? Or, or, too, or a too hot day. <laughs> yeah, a too hot day or a rainy day. Yeah, and, and the, the movies themselves look really good. I would go to those. It's always different to list. watch them, right? Like in a big 
big screen, even if you have seen them at fun, uh, at home, they're fun to watch. Yeah, them absolutely. Again. There's something a little bit different about having the theater experience. And the popcorn's always and better. And the popcorn. <laughs> the popcorn. Yeah, so there's lots of things. Um, another great tip for Go Valley Kids is one of our most popular pages on our website is we do offer family calendars. So we have things um we're working really busy to get that populated for the summer because now's the busy time but things going on all summer um once those kiddos are out of school it it is coming soon it's coming faster than we think right (laughs) you know here we are it's almost the end of may and so that that summer is right around the corner i i think if you're a parent i don't think you would deny that the end of the school year is coming up fast because it is busy right? <laughs> like, um, and it's wrapping up it's exciting I know we're packing lunches and those last lunch those last weeks of school lunches get really creative <laughs> as to what people still want to be eating because they've been eating it all year so what what can mom send that really is still nutritious and that's going to be eaten yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're fun. you're putting that list together. So, um, we are having a lot of fun talking with Amanda Chavez this morning from Go Valley Kids. I think we covered most of the things that we can do at at a discount. So a long, great list, and these things are on the website. So if you go to Go Valley Kids, you'll be able to find those because we we kind of ran through a lot of things this morning, and so there's more detail always on their wonderful website. So stay with us. We have the weather coming up, but after that, we'll have more with Amanda here on Focus Fox Valley. And welcome back to Focus Fox Valley. We hope you're enjoying this beautiful Monday. This is Nancy Mickey. I am guest hosting for Haley Tempest while she is out on maternity leave. And joining me this afternoon is Amanda Chavez from Go Valley Kids. And Amanda always comes in prepared with lots of great things that can be very enjoyable for your family, extended family, generations, and just fun, fun things to do. And we're coming up into one of the most beautiful seasons of the year, summer in Wisconsin. And you've got some fun things to do in June, including the fact that it's June Dairy Month and there's strawberries and Father's Day. So all kinds of fun things to look forward to. And farmer's markets and pool openings. It's a fun month. And it the longest is. days of the year. Right? And the longest days of the year. I know. And I I do think like those first weeks when the kids are out of school are always our favorite because it's we're not bored yet usually, right? Like and excited about the summer and then July. They're and they're excited different. just to have a break from school and see their friends and mm-hmm. be outside and playing around and kind of getting into that summer routine. Yeah, it's a fun month. Um, and he just looked it up too. One of our favorite things, or I guess it goes back to um, cheap things too, is Lamer's Dairy normally offers 50 cents ice, cu- ice cream cones in June. So that's a great, we like ice cream and park days. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't like ice cream and park days? It's our incentive usually. So June Dairy Month. And one of our other favorite things about June are um, the breakfast on the farm. And those are starting pretty early in June. So those are always fun for the whole family, too. And it's good to get on the list and and know where those are. You know, the the farm families that do those spend so much time getting ready and getting everything set and making sure that their grounds are just beautiful. And I know, I know um, one farm family that was did breakfast on the farm and they made sure they, like the previous year, they, they planted more perennials and they just had everything just so beautiful. You go and it, it's really a fun thing to do. Yeah, so the Outagamey County breakfast on the farm is Sunday, June 11th in Seymour. So it's usually... Um, early morning breakfast and hay rides and you can tour the farm and see the animals. Um, usually there's farm equipment you can get pictures on or walk around and check them out. But there, it's usually a pretty busy event, right? Um, we always encourage families to get those tickets ahead of time. We have where you can get tickets on um, on our website. and um, But it's really spread out, I think. It usually doesn't feel like there's a lot of people there. 
because the farm is big. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing about being on a farm. You've got you've got some acreage there. Yeah, and there's a room to run around. Yeah, which is what the kids like. <laughs> For sure. Um and strawberry picking, that's that's like a variable thing, right? Like it's usually mid-June through mid-July. Um, we encourage families to follow those Facebook pages of those farms, and they'll give updates all summer and tease pictures when that those berries start and the flowers um, peek out of there. So th- that's one of our favorite things to do in June. And then this weekend with like the unofficial or official, I guess, kickoff to kick off to the summer splash pads are starting to open around town and then our our pools open up in that first week in June too yeah I I think that's one of the big things the kids look forward to is that time at the pool it's fun um and then there's like one of our um other favorite places is uh the Plumman Park Children's Farm is a free farm to take those little kids, and that opens Memorial Day weekend on Monday, I think. Um, and then it's open all summer. So they loan loan uh, animals from the farm from farms around town, and then families can see them. And it's great for little kids, toddlers. And did you say it's free? Mm-hmm. And then um, Plum So and that's got to be on your list, that, that is uh, on the I... Amanda free list. <laughs> it's it's a great place for a picnic, and Plum and Park has great trails, and um, that little that little children's farm, and then they also have a, a man-made beach that opens in June, too, with inflatables, which is a fun yeah. place, too. It's a, that's a nice beach. That's a really nice beach, especially if your children are younger, and you want to be able to keep track of them real easily and it's a nice soft you mm-hmm. know the sand is really nice it's it's almost like going to a lake somewhere but it's just uh, like you said the it, the size is just right for a family yeah I think it's great too with those inflatables now it, like if you have kids spanning different ages too you can those little ones can play in the sand still and then you just sign up for a, a time slot for those um like the wee bit inflatables and then they can, the older kids can swim out there and do those and and there's also it's shaded in some spots too which you don't always get when you get those lakes um to just lounge and watch your kids so again a, a lovely free activity for your family yeah it's one of our favorite parks um what else do we have in june we have some um this is bittersweet, but one of our favorite parks in Green Bay, the Pamperin Park. Um, it's not a, they are re are redoing their park, so it that one is really cool wooden park, but it won't be a wooden park anymore. So it is bittersweet, but that will be a fun new park to check out this summer. And Prairie Hill Prairie Hill Park in Grand Chutes also getting a makeover. So if you're looking for a new park to explore, we'll have those on our pages when they're open. And then the Green Bay Botanical Gardens has a new children's garden, yes. which looks really neat, too. It looks, I've seen um, pictures on their website. They do such a wonderful job at the Green Bay Botanical Garden and a great place to visit. I always think about going there in the wintertime to see mm-hmm. the light display, but they've got wonderful things going on all year long and concerts that they hold and host that are really well done. And yeah, this, this new little park for the kids sounds really like a great idea. Yeah, it looks really fun. And it's always pretty, right? It is. It's a very pretty place to go. We we were talking with our arborist in the first hour of the show, and we were talking about how important it is to be out in nature and with trees and what it does to your psyche and how you feel and how healthy it is for you to be, you know, to be at the park. Another favorite thing, um, they haven't announced the date yet, but it's usually early June too, but another free favorite thing to do is the Appleton Downtown Appleton Trolley. You can pick that up and drive through town and stop at a park or stop at um, Crazy Sweet Downtown as ice cream. There's a new ice cream shop down, another new ice cream shop downtown Appleton, too. So that's a fun, free thing to do as well. And all the live music as well. Yes, boy, we're, we're really we're really blessed in, in these communities with all the free concerts that are going on and the music all over. Yeah, and there's lots of updating we're doing on our website. Um, farmers markets are kicking off. Some of them actually started in May, and then um, Appleton kicks off on June 3rd. Um, if you're up for a drive, Opaca is always a fun place to drive as well. Their farmers market already started. Um, Fond du Lac started as well, and Green Bay 
starts on um, May 27th. So we have a whole list of farmers markets on our website. There's actually a farmers market on every day of the week. Oh, there you go. <laughs> if you want fresh, if you want fresh fresh vegetables, you can get it any day of the week. So check that out on the on your website. As you said, a wonderful website. You work hard to keep it updated. It keeps you busy. It keeps you very busy keeping keeping up with all the activities. So we are talking with Amanda Chavez from Go Valley Kids. We're going to take a break right now, but we'll be back with more of Focus Fox Valley after these messages. Good afternoon. This is Focus Fox Valley. Nancy Mickey at the mic and here in the Myron Construction Studio, Amanda Chavez from Go Valley Kids is joining me. We're talking about all the cool things that you can do as a family, extended family, all generations, um, fun things that are coming up. Amanda had a great list for us of things that you could do really at a discounted rate or for free. She, she came up with lots of great ideas. I encourage you to go to their website and check it out because there's lots of things posted there. But you you know, we, we talked about the fact June is coming up and one of the big things in June is Father's Day. And so that's a very, very special holiday and you've got some great ideas of things to do with dad. Yeah, one of um, typically the same places for Mother's Day also offers free admission for Father's Day. So places like the Milwaukee Zoo, Bookworm Gardens, um, Green Bay Botanical Garden, Mulberry Lane Farm in Sherwood. Um, the new zoo in Green Bay or Swamico area, and the Paint Arts Center and Gardens offers free admission for dads on Father's Day. So that's great to know. It's always fun to just explore. Yeah, and and dads are important. We've got to be honoring them. And something else that's on your list that sounds like fun, if especially if you're a donut fan, it's National Donut Day on June second. Yeah, I mean we have so many great bakeries and. It's a fun place. Some of our favorite bakeries that pair up with parks. Um, we have like we like Happy Belly's Bake Shop, and it's pretty close to Herb Park. They have really great baked donuts. Um, this one is kind of fun. If you're an Instagram follower, check out Cheeky Donuts in Appleton on Instagram. It's a pop-up donut shop, newer. You have to watch, and they announce where they're gonna be. Um, but they have like some really cool, unique flavors like nutmeg, lemon sugar, mango tahini and pistachio cardamom oh my those are different they, they don't just roll off your tongue either no they don't and they're probably ones my kids wouldn't like but i'll i will take take one for the team so that's national donut day on june 2nd so mark your calendars for that and we've talked about all kinds of summer events that are going on there's there's uh, the cheese festival coming up in little shoot which uh, that's right around the corner because that's the beginning of june june 3rd to 5th that one, I, um, in the past, I mean, it's never a guarantee, but they have in the past thrown cheese curds in their parade. It's oh. <laughs> a fun fact. But that's a very fun. That's a very fun fact. And other other um, events that are going on throughout the area. Brilliant is having an event in June. Yeah, they do. They have a fun, um, unique event. They drop dr- ducks from the sky. Oh no! Yeah, really. Yep, you have to catch them. So that's a fun, <laughs> fun event and brilliant. Um, Rhubarb Fest in Thurn Farm in New London. They've been offering um, community events. Follow them. Follow their page for those updates. But they do a rhubarb fest. And we were talking about um, favorite rhubarb recipes, right? They do like make rhubarb lemonade by the gallon, which is a fun. They have vendors and sell lots of baked goods and have a petting zoo. And then um, Juneteenth is done, and there's an event in downtown Appleton, the Macville truck and tractor pull, Strawberry Fest in Wapaka is always a fun event. We did this one last year, the Mural and Busker Festival in Green Bay. That was fun. Different performers and aerial artists and live mural painting. That's always a fun event. Um, we've also done the Fly a Kite Fest in Green Bay. That's on June 24th. That's just fun to walk around and see all those neat kites in the sky. And you even get to fl- help fly some. Oh, yeah. It's a giant show kites, stunt kite routines, candy drop, kids games and crafts. That sounds like a lot of fun. But you need some wind. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's de- definitely weather dependent, right? Um, we'll have 
so a near I think Appleton does one as well later in the summer. But if you like the chalk fest art, Wasa does a chalk fest um, weekend on June twenty fourth and twenty fifth, and then close out the close out the month with the rodeo in Manoa. There you go. She has a list. She has a very impressive list. Thank you so much, Amanda. Remind us um, how to find you and your um, your website. Yeah, our website is govalleykids.com, and we are also on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. And if there's anything you can't find that we talked about, feel free to message us either on Facebook or send us an email. So you've inspired me. Lots of great, great ideas, fun tips. Makes us really look forward to summer coming. Yeah, there's so many great things in our community to check out. What do they say, like, explore like a local tourist? There you go. There you go. Sometimes that's the case. Those of us that live here, we we, we, over, we don't see the things right in front of us. So it's really helpful to have you come on and, and give us these wonderful lists and your great website. So we encourage everybody to visit that. And thank you so much for coming today. Thanks for having me. So we wish you a beautiful day today. We're looking forward to our show tomorrow when the Community Clothes Closet will join us in our first hour. And then we're going to visit with Corey Otis and he's going to be talking about the Appleton Flag Day Parade. That's the biggest Flag Day Parade in the whole country, so you don't want to miss that. And then we'll wrap up with the Christine Ann Domestic Abuse Services. So enjoy this beautiful day, and we hope to, that you will tune in with us tomorrow on Focus Fox Valley. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.